0: What's up? Welcome to The Real Man Talk Show. My name is Chris Cuff. I am your host. And The Real Man Talk Show is here for the real men of Christ, the guys that try to live righteously, take care of their families, do what they're supposed to do. Um, And there's stuff that they go through that they have a hard time handling. Um, They don't have all the answers. So we're here to talk about some of the issues that guys go through. Um, Today, I have uh, my... Co-host with me, Frank Ski. What's up, man? How's it going? Thanks for coming. Doing good, doing good. Good. We're here at TATV Studios. It's gorgeous, man. And we brought our brother from GRP Studios, Tim Proctor.
1: Thanks for having me in your house. This is awesome. Thank you. Um, you know, we have air that works in our place, though. Oh, like well, you know, you didn't You
0: didn't have to say that out loud.
1: <laughs> no, no, it is. I'm glad you guys are, are, are here. And this is a fantastic space for you to do what you're thank doing. you Thank awesome. you. Thank
0: you. Thank you. God is good. God is so awesome. good. So today we're going in. Today we are going to talk about racism. What is racism? We can talk about how racism has affected each of us. Um, misconceptions about it. We're going to go in on all of this stuff. Also, make sure you check out. The Real Man Talk Show, Uh, we do the podcast of this on iTunes, and it's also on SoundCloud, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Real Man Talk Show, look for it. But when we get right back, we're going to get into it and go deep into racism right here on The Real Man Talk Show. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak i walk.
1: 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. My head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council.
2: You must have thrown a thousand pitches teaching him to hit a home run. Spent countless Saturdays running routes so he could learn to hit an open receiver. Endless afternoons teaching him how to hit the three-pointer. But how much time have you spent teaching him what not to hit? Teaching boys that all violence against women is wrong is one of the most important things a man can do. Learn how to start the conversation at teachearly.org. Brought to you by Futures Without Violence and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to the Real Man Talk Show. We are here at the T V studios. It's gorgeous. It's magnificent. God is good. We are here, uh, men of Christ, standing up for men of Christ. Today, we're going to talk about racism. Uh, I had a conversation with my buddy, Tim, and we talked about uh, some prejudgments that people had of him and how we have about each other, so we decided to make a topic out of it. The first thing we want to tackle, I want to ask Frank, he had a definition. What is the definition of racism that that you found for us?
2: Okay, we have uh, two here. It's called um, prejudice, discrimination, antagonism, uh, directed against someone of a different race based on belief or one's own race is superior. And then the belief that all members of each race possesses characteristics, abilities specific to that race, especially so as to distinguish it as inferior or superior to another race or races.
0: So basically, I think my race is better than yours.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And we put like certain things that 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 they do. Okay, if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, if you hang out here, you go there. Oh, you're you're that's your race. Right. And which is true. Yeah.
0: Now you spoke on this a little bit ago.
1: Well, you're... yeah. I mean, have we have we changed that? Because now, every if you disagree with somebody of a different ethnic persuasion, you are immediately a racist. Mm-hmm. If if you disagree with them on a variety of things, so have we taken that from a superiority in my race to your inferiority? Have we taken that out of context now? And now, racism as applies to just because I have a disagreement with you, right? Oh, dude, you're racist. You hate black people, right? So, why 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 does it have to be that way why can we not have a discussion on we just disagree on something or have it or or why do we disagree right um and go from there right but we don't it's just you're immediately it's 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 a racist thing
0: i'm I'm thinking that part of it is um maybe the culture today because we are very quick to label things everything has to be categorized and labeled in a certain way yes and then with the i hate to say it um The way things are in society these days, I mean, everybody is super sensitive and very quick to judge without communication or going in deeper about uh, why people are a certain way or think a certain way or, you know, you never know what a person has been through. For example, a big thing uh, when I was in college, um, I wanted to be in a band. So uh, this uh, plain Jane look and go cut it, you know, like. (laughs) who's the librarian back in the corner <laughs> on the drums. So I grew dreadlocks, right? So I noticed walking around Washington D.C., people would be scared and cross the street when I, when they saw me coming. They didn't know you very well did they? They didn't. Then? You know? I might have been giving out 20s that yeah, day. They missed know. out. You never know. You know? But I mean it's, it's it's a judgment thing big time.
2: And they still were listening to Barb Marley just didn't know yeah. that you were him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: I don't know. Well, when people look at you that way, and we had talked earlier, people might look at me, and again, this is an assumption on my part. People might look at me and say, well, you're an older white guy. I see what you have now. You obviously have privilege. Obviously. Not knowing that both of my parents, especially my dad, was just dirt poor coming out of Iowa. Mm. Put himself through school, ended up being an engineer. His side of the family definitely biased racist and we talked right. about this referred to people as, as colored people mm-hmm. as long as i could remember so i had that ingrained in me my mom's side of the family was different she just she just didn't care she did, she was a nurse um, so i had two parents working outside of the home we ate like most people did and we ate, but we weren't privileged i guess you'd call it mm-hmm. but i've had to fight that every day since and i see my older brother some of my siblings are they still use terminology that drives me crazy when they're talking about people of different ethnic uh, races. But I have to fight that every day not to automatically go there with my thought pattern when I'm engaging with somebody of a different ethnicity. It's just uh, every single day I've got to fight, okay, that's not who I am.
0: So you were brought, in, you were brought up and was, that was ingrained in you and you, you have to battle it. And as, it's
1: not an excuse yeah. for any of us to act that way towards mm. another individual. Uh-huh. But if I was not in the place I am with Christ, I couldn't do that. Amen. I couldn't do that on my own. And, and You alluded to it earlier Amen. as we were talking. I couldn't do that on my own. Amen. I would revert to exactly what had been ingrained in me, mm-hmm. and I would still continue to do it. Right. And it's, it's and, horrible.
0: And see what's happening. The white man and the black man are talking, and we just leave the, the Latin guy yeah, out. Yeah, it's true. We just leave him out we now. We just leave him out. <laughs> you know? so what are you doing hey, over you're, there? you just saving the best for Latin. Hey, what are just you doing over there? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it, it's strange because I'm listening to the way he grew up, and then, like, the way I grew up. I mean, to me... Where'd you I, grow up? Um, I grew up in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn, in in East New York, Brooklyn, Oh uh, in the projects. Um, and you, you people look at me right away, and they think that... That's not where I grew up, but that's where I grew up, and, and we had a place so called— So what kind of, what kind of neighborhood was it? What kind of people were around you? When you? Well, well so in where I was, it was primarily black and Hispanic. Okay. Okay, but then you had a few blocks away, which was Rockway Parkway,
0: mm-hmm. which
2: divided the Jews and the Italians. Uh, I heard of that. The Jews were always neutral. Right. The Hispanics were always neutral, mm-hmm. but I saw with my own eyes— And I just thank God every day that my family never raised me like that because I had aunts and uncles that were black, Jewish, Native American. And to me, I never saw anybody. Right. And what I like to say is that people are so colorblind these days um, that, you know, that's well, let me rephrase this. That's what we need to be. We need mm-hmm. to be colorblind. We need to be colorblind. To be colorblind. Yeah. And people, not enough people are. Right. And like I said, where I grew up, I've seen it to where, hey, if uh, the blacks are on this side of the line, we chase them out.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. And,
2: and if the whites are on this side of the line, we chase them out. Yeah. I seen things that I, I, I would not ever want um, somebody to see in their life just because of their color. And it was on both sides. Yeah. I've seen it on both sides. And. But I was raised in a family where it was just, I mean, we just loved each other and never saw each other like that. And we were respected, even though we all had the light eyes. We were Hispanic, mm-hmm. even though I look white many times. But we were so respected in, in the black and Hispanic community mm-hmm. because of our love. And just, you know, I hung out with everybody. Yeah. Man. I'm, I mean, I'm out there playing sports, There's no, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it's... It, the race card wasn't there, right. but I saw it right and it just put uh, an aching in my spirit, yeah you know yeah, and, and I, I believe it puts the same kind of aching in God's spirit just know. to see it you yeah. know, that, that I going believe on.
0: I believe that I believe that as well uh, we're going to get into it a little more. I haven't talked about where I'm from, <laughs> which is different from where you guys are from, so that'll be interesting, and then we'll get more into talking about racism. This is brothers of Christ talking about racism on The Real Man Talk Show. We will be right back.
1: We asked kids what it took to be a dad. This is what they had to say.
0: A father is always present. I mean, what fa- what real father figure can you have if they're not there? In order to be a good dad, you need to love, love your son. You need to put gas in your car so you don't break down in the middle of nowhere. And you need to make some breakfast.
1: Yep. I mean, just to maybe um, play, like, a board game with me or to just stay home and play um, some video games with me. Just to do, like, that one little thing is what I really look forward to. I'm not asking him to be a perfect dad, but he should try. He's just a constant force in my life. There's no other type of love like a dad's love because it's not comparable to anything else. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to the Real Men Talk Show. We are talking about racism. This is just three brothers of different races, all brothers of Christ, just breaking it down. Um, you guys eat beans and rice, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And you? Uh, what are
1: beans? Butter beans? No, what are beans? Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I you said butter beans. <laughs> no, no. No, our, our, our diet, you know, growing up in Michigan, just, just as I did, our diet was basically meat and potatoes. Meat and and potatoes. if we wanted color, we threw in some corn or some green beans just for effect. Just but, for you a know, color. Yeah, no, none of the. It wasn't until I, I met my wife who was. <laughs> uh, she's Dutch, but her family grew up in Indonesia. So oh, wow. we. Everything oh, is. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah. So, oh, wow. You that's know, my, garu garu or something like that, oh and all this, uh, all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, my well, uh, that my was grandmother a had the
2: beans soaking overnight. Yeah. yeah so they were getting ready for the next school. day. Mm-hmm. But how about school. you? Me. how you grow up?
0: All right. So check this out. First of all, food-wise, I'm one black, per- one black person cannot stand collard greens. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't really? do it. It's too bitter, man. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not me, man. <laughs> that is not me. Okay. I am from northern New Jersey, just outside of New York, 10 minutes from the George Washington Bridge Teaneck, New Jersey Teaneck yeah. was mm-hmm. kind of half white And then yes. mixed in the middle yeah. And then black in one section mm-hmm. I was blessed enough to live in the section That was mixed in the middle So one neighbor was a, a transit uh, train driver Black guy Who commuted to New York every day Guy next to me was a white guy Who did TV commercials Same thing, commuted to New, commuted to New York each day Uh, Jewish people all throughout my life, my Mm -hmm. schools. We knew about Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and all of that stuff. And you said, Merry Christmas to the Jewish people. And they They, said,
1: Merry Christmas, Mr. Goldstein. uh, In
0: school, the Jewish kids would have their dreidels and they would say Uh how jealous they were because we got so many presents at Christmas. And we were like, well, you get presents for seven days. And they were like, it's not the same. But that was my upbringing. So I didn't run into a whole lot of racism or, or judgment when I was growing up, um, our school district in Teaneck was one of the first in the country to integrate. I think it might've been the first, but I know wow. it's one of the first mm-hmm. to integrate. Um, you could feel it outside of Teaneck when we went to Patterson and Hackensack and different areas like that, of course, New York all the right. time. But um, I was blessed to be in a very mixed uh, upbringing. Mm-hmm. Now when I went to school, went to Hampton, Virginia, whole different ball game. Mm. whole different ballgame um so a lot of it again i'm i'm very i'm very multicultural in in the people i hang out with and the things that i do love my fried chicken can't stand collard greens so <laughs> uh, speaking of mixed food frank yeah. brought donuts we brought donuts today yes and yes. we noticed and, and, you brought and, and one of
1: every color of donut. that's right <laughs> and, and, and who ate the white donut Marty. marty the black guy M- back marty here did. behind the yeah, camera and, and, directing and all and this hey, stuff AJ, yeah, marty gra- aj
2: grabbed the tan
1: one yep yeah.
2: hey i love the chocolate donuts oh yeah i do too <laughs> so you know hey i'm i'm not biased with our donuts that 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 is a multicultural multicultural box, right box.
0: Right yes oh my goodness <laughs> this is what it's come yeah.
1: to yeah that's what it's come to <laughs> oh my gosh but you know we're talking earlier where you were from we all grew up in obviously very different places yes ours is a predominantly white community the only mm-hmm. One of my best friends was Tommy Perez. One of my, he still is one of my best friends. Tommy Perez. He was he's Mexican, mm-hmm. but I never even it never even crossed my mind growing up. We just knew when we went to his place, his Mom had spicy food to eat. That's all. It was <laughs> just, he was just always <laughs> been Tommy. Mm-hmm. Our my introduction to African American individuals was in in junior high school. Mm-hmm. We, we had that was the only time that we didn't have blacks in our elementary school, mm-hmm. and. My first introduction was not a great one. They were two years older than I was mm-hmm. when we went there, and it doesn't matter if they were black or white, they were bullies. There were mm-hmm. two guys that were just bullies, mm-hmm. and they picked on people that were. Didn't matter what they were just, if you were smaller and weaker than they were, they picked on you. They would have to. They, you know, you'd be walking with the drink or something. They'd pat, they'd pound it and you'd go all over your face. It'd give you severe, <laughs> severest wedgies I think I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> so that was kind of an introduction. Mm-hmm until I got into the service and things changed and Marty talked about this being in the service kind of changes the way because the guy in your six doesn't matter what color they are they right. just got to protect you what branch uh, I was in the air force Not so we Marines. didn't No 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 are you kidding uh. <laughs> I like my comforts let's get the air conditioning that's why we said we were joking earlier they, yeah. they turn the heat off or turn the AC off for the white guy yeah, coming near the white in guy off the guys guys sweat um, <laughs> <laughs> no but it was different but I had to change the way I thought with my last roommate, mm-hmm. and it, and, and and I've been meeting with a guy for ten years now. Um, uh, Walter and Gale and Gail unfortunately went home to be with the Lord earlier this year, mm-hmm. but Walter and I, young and I like to actually have him on a panel like this. Sure, young black doctor went to Duke. I, I still like him because he went to Duke University, mm-hmm. but he has helped me understand what it's like to be. A young man of color mm-hmm. driving a nice car oh. in a neighborhood that he's not supposed to be in. Oh, yeah. yeah. For no reason whatsoever. I yeah, can't, exactly. I have no idea what that's like. Mm-hmm. I do. But, but um, yeah. I, uh,
0: Before I moved to Florida, I lived in the Washington, D.C. area, actually, Northern Virginia, where a lot of senators and mm-hmm. politicians mm-hmm. live. Um, my friend, my best friend, was a colonel in the Air Force. So a nice house in Fairfax. And I lived in a section that was about 40 minutes away. Uh, and we did music together. So there's a lot of late nights where I'd have to drive from mm-hmm. his house to mine. I, can, I, can't, I don't even have enough fingers on my hands to count the number of times that the police followed me from Fairfax all the way through all these winding roads to, like, the border of the town where I lived. And then they turned around and, and went back. So I definitely have felt that. And I was driving, like, a Toyota um down here, gosh, at a Volvo, I, I drive a Volvo. Um, some some weird part went bad in my taillight. And one day I got pulled over like four times uh, down in Polk County, Kissimmee, twice in Orlando. I'm like, come on, give me a break. But there's some things we got to go to. I want to talk a little bit more about perception. Um, I want to also talk about how we can um, bridge these gaps in, in thought at least as br- brothers in Christ, like what, what we can do uh, where we stand to try and, you know, get rid of these separations. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and the, st- the stereotype that goes on in, in this nation, yeah. you know, just like what you were talking, you know, you go into yeah. a certain neighborhood. Right. I had a really nice Cadillac in New oh. York, and I would be driving it around in the Bronx, and it was tinted glass, but I would just came from DJing an event because I did music, mm-hmm. and uh, I would finish, and I would be driving in what they would call not a desirable neighborhood, drug dealers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I would automatically get pulled over to the side thinking I was a drug dealer. Oh. You know, until I roll down the windows and they're looking at me and they're like, you know, they're checking me out, you know. So it's, you know, it's it's something we definitely have to deal with. Amen, amen. We're gonna
0: talk further right after this. This is The Real Man Talk Show. Why was the basketball court all wet? Welcome to the Dancing with the Stars recap.
1: Uh, it's an awesome show. Tim lost. Yes, I lost. I'm an old white guy. I have no talent. What do you expect? Welcome back Brilliant. to the Real Men Talk
0: Show. Uh, we are talking about racism today. This is this is the subject. Um, it's a big deal going on in, in society, and we we just want to talk about. And it's something that that did you bring it up or Marty brought it up are you about kids when kids you put a little Hispanic kid and a black kid and a white kid together, they're not going to say, well, I'm not playing with the white kid because he's white. You know, he's going to say, let's play. What kind of toys does he have? Yeah, yeah let's play. Yeah. Let's play. You know, you got the cool car over there, man. Yeah. Hey, my name's Chris. Let's yeah. play. Yeah. Man, what happened to that? Gosh, we got to find a way to bring
1: that mentality back to us being grown-ups, man. So so what happens, because I know he's got a scripture he wants, but what happens mm-hmm. when... And, and we talked about this off-air. You know, Courtney and Jeff, yeah. awesome couple of God, inter, interracial couple. I still have to fight what was bred into me about that's wrong mm-hmm. every time I'm with them until I remember T- this is a brother in Christ who is an awesome man. Right. And I need, to, I need to rejoice in the fact that he and Courtney have a fantastic marriage together and they're honoring god in every single thing they do but man it's how how do we get back to that childhood mentality of stop looking at that relationship and look at the people right in the relationship how do i
2: i believe it's um just what you just said we're speaking of children Mm -hmm. the lord told us to have childlike faith true uh, and when you have that kind of faith, it, it's like you said, you walk into a room, you don't see color. Mm-hmm. No. You see somebody I want to play with, somebody I want to associate with, somebody I want to have fellowship with. Mm-hmm. And we're here talking as men, as a real men talk show, it starts with us because we are the leaders of our home. Right. So we got to raise our children and our spouse in the admonition of the Lord, mm-hmm. not of the person in front of you. And when we when we teach them that. You know, there there is no divide because, I, I you know, we're part of we're part of men's groups. Right. And there's every single race in our men's group. Right. And we don't come. I, I've never heard them come into our men's group where I have a a I have a racial problem. Mm
1: hmm.
2: No, I have a problem that I'm dealing with as a man. Yeah, we
0: got enough to deal with. Yeah, without we got enough to deal
1: to with the so, the enemy uh, where's, what that. Where's what have Where's the disconnect then? Where does it is it politics? Is it? Something else where we have that relationship, we come out of that, that meeting of that group, and we go into an environment, and all of a sudden now we're having words with somebody because they disagree with us in a different that, manner. That, right.
2: That's when you have to go back and examine your heart before the Lord. Amen. The, the Lord said to renew your mind daily. This stuff is going to be out there, daily. it's been out there since the beginning of time, and it will be out there till the end of time until we're in glory with the Lord. So we need to renew our minds daily. Look Mm -hmm. ourselves in the mirror. I am a child of God. There is no racial divide here. And go out there. And and, and I say that from a part, you know, because that's the way I grew up. That's what was embedded in me. I I was colorblind. And I try to instill that into my children, and I see it. You know, there is no between them and their friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the scripture that I stand on, you know, with my my kids and stuff like that, when it does come to that, is Romans 10, 12 to 13. It goes... For there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. You put it in modern day, you could put any race in there. For the same Lord is Lord over all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So
0: God first.
2: God first. And when you have God first, there is no divide. Because you know, like we were talking before, I could walk into a black neighborhood, Hispanic neighborhood, and a white neighborhood. Why isn't there one church in that black neighborhood, or one church in that white neighborhood, or one? No, they're divided even amongst themselves. Yeah, we're all divided. Yeah. So we label it and we hype it up, but we need to get break the walls down within our own yes first within our home and within our own race because. It's it's the statistics of of brothers taking brothers' lives and 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 Chinese taking Chinese lives in Chinatown in New York. It's it's unbelievable because you have gangs amongst gangs within yeah. your own race. Yeah, so Chicago. It, it's way beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's absolutely. way beyond the the. Uh, oh, let's name it and claim it. it. It's it's it has to do with a heart condition, and until you realize who you are, it's an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. We have an identity crisis, and you realize who you are in Christ. That's when we can move forward, and that needs to start with us men because we are the king and priests of our home, and over the land. And I think
0: you got to expose yourself to the other cultures too, yes, even if, if it's in the just, if just in your men's group. Exactly. You know,
1: and well, do we then stay away from things that we know are going to be a dividing? I mean, do we stay away from? Because I've been meeting with Walter now for over ten years. I have no idea. What political affiliation Walter is and, and i and i I don't care right because that's not why we meet right We meet mm-hmm. to talk about his family, his kids he's got three girls mm-hmm. God bless him, um, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what that's <laughs> I like feel them. yeah yes. it's but so do we stay away from topics that we know are triggers, maybe not even necessarily for us, but for that other individual, and let's concentrate on those things that we know we have in common and then build around that. I want to know about about, uh, Marty and the kids and about you. I want to know about you and what makes you tick, as opposed to, if I'm gonna say something that's gonna offend you, I would hope, first of all, you tell me right away, hey dude, come on, really, seriously, Mm -hmm. you're gonna go with me that way? Mm -hmm. But then I can return, respond to you and say, yeah, you know what, that wasn't right. But why do we have to take everything that is said that I immediately hate you mm-hmm. and, and Marty alluded to this earlier, have we turned racism into hate is racism, hate and is hate racism. And I, I, why can we not disagree? Why, why can we not just have an, a conversation mm-hmm. where I just don't agree with that? It's a charged it, it,
0: atmosphere right now. Um, it's being stoked by, you know, all kinds of factions all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if we as Christian brothers can focus on what's important between us caring and loving in each other and that's one thing that's really missing is love between each other.
2: You hit it right on the nose. Let, let's not it, change man. racism because it's always going to be there. Right? Yeah. Let's one by one change ourselves. Amen. And that's how you lessen the racism because we're always going to have issues to deal with but just you hit it right on the head. It's, Amen. We need to change ourselves, we need to look in that mirror daily and say, what am I going to do for my brother Chris? How can I help him today, and how can I pray for him today, that his life will be better? And that's why I believe the Lord said, put humility before honor. And most people want to honor themselves, honor their race, honor this. Mm -hmm. I put it before me, and I pray for him. I want to humble myself and know that I got his back, and he's got mine.
0: You are talking love, but we are out of time. So... (laughs) This is the end of the Real In Talk show for this episode. We're going to come back and talk to race another time. God bless.